Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week's parasha Behaloteha, which means to raise up uh, <clears throat> It talks about a, a certain episode that happened in the desert with the Jewish people and uh, it really touches the it emphasizes on um, a problem that we have it's in our human nature and it's called temptation and temptation according to the dictionary is defined as a desire to do something especially something that is not right something that is wrong it's an urge to go against uh, the will of God so we think we see here that temptation is not just a desire it's really a desire for something that we should not do and it talks about human nature and how all of us have this inside of us if not we wouldn't be committing boo-boos all the time it's part of our nature it's part of humanity it's part of being human and there's a purpose for that it doesn't mean that it makes us bad people Hashem made us with this switch inside of us for a certain reason so here we see that the temptations are also a creation of God something that he puts in your head and it's a test it's really a, a test that he's giving you to see so you can see where you're standing in life and we see here that in this week's parasha there's a, par a part in the parasha where we see that Hashem has been feeding the Jewish people with a man, with a manna, which is a miraculous food that used to fall from heaven every day fresh. And it was, it was given to them the amount they needed. And it, they said it was looked like a seed, like a coriander. And it had the taste of whatever you wanted to eat. Like if you wanted to eat a, a pizza, it would taste like a pizza. But then we see here in Bat Midbar, 11... Uh, for six it says but the multitude among them began to have strong cravings and then even the children of Israel once again began to cry and they said who will feed us meat so we see in this pasuk that it's talking about the multitude there was a mixed multitude that came out from Egypt with the Jews that were part of the Egyptian uh, people they were not Jewish people they, eventually they converted but they were not Jews and they always brought problems and they started cra having cravings for meat and we remember the and they said we remember the fish that we ate in Egypt free of charge the cucumbers the watermelons the leeks the onions and the garlic suddenly they're they're hungry but now our bodies are dried out for there is nothing at all we have nothing but manna to look at so there's many things that can come out from this Torah portion, gratitude, lack of gratitude, uh, complaining, many things, many teachings that we can come uh, from this. But today we're going to talk about temptation. And uh, here we see that the request at the beginning would seem something rational, like it would see, okay, okay, they've been eating manna for so many days, they want a piece of steak. It, 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 like sometimes you don't want a piece of meat or a juicy hamburger like everybody wants this unless you're a vegetarian you'll have other types of cravings but here we see that it's not normal because the Jewish people came out with flock from Israel from from Egypt they did have meat with them so it's not a normal request it, it, there's something wrong here so then it says in Shemot Exodus 12:38, the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkot 
about 600,000 on foot, the men besides the young children, and also a great mixed multitude went up with them, and flocks and cattle, very much livestock. So we see from here that the Jewish people were complaining for the lack of meat, doesn't make any sense, they had meat, they could butcher their meat, and they could eat their meat, they could do a barbecue, so there's no reason for them to have this complaint. So Rashi explains that the Jewish people weren't really looking for the meat. That was not the, the, the underlying situation here. They were just looking to complain. They wanted to complain. They, they were complainers. That's our problem. So they started saying, who will feed us meat? Did they not have meat? Does it not say also a great mixed multitude went up with them and flocks and cattle? So there's the only reason here is that they wanted to complain. And the answer is that they were seeking a, pre a pretext uh, to be far away from God. They wanted to disconnect themselves from Hashem. And we can relate some parents to this. When your kids are in complaining mode, they want to be independent. They don't want to be told what to do by the parent. They just want to do their own thing. So Rashi says, is the nature of the Jewish people to complain about the meat. And for whatever reason, they were simply in a rotten mood and looking for an outlet, and it had very little to do with the, the meat or the leeks or the garlic, and a lot to do with the attitude. So it was an attitude problem, he's telling us here. So, but in the case of the Jews seeking the meat, their claim simply wasn't true. The fact is they did have meat. So we see that there was no reason to be complaining, that there was no reason whatsoever for them to be in this mode. So here we see that the philosopher point of view about uh, temptation uh, is very interesting. Uh, it says that they have noted that a person who overcomes his inclinations may act favorably and respectably, but deep down will desire evil. Like people, they can try all their lives to rise above the situation, but their inclination for evil is always going to be there. And he defies his natural feelings, which is for him a painful process. It's a painful process to get away from what his temptation is. And conversely, a pious person is a person who is naturally drawn to do good and he never has temptation. But the Rambam gives us a complete different outlook on this philosophical way of looking at human nature. And he begins to outline a very different, uh, different, even radical approach and the approach found in the Holy Torah. So this is what the Torah has to say about temptation. And it's first a story from the Talmud in which Abaye once heard a certain man say to a certain woman, let us rise early and go on the road. Upon hearing this, Abaye said to himself, I will go and accompany them and prevent them from violating the prohibition that they certainly intend to violate. So Abaya is thinking bad. He's thinking this, two, this couple, this man and this woman are going to go alone. They're going to end up doing things they shouldn't be doing. So I'm going to go behind them and I'm going to try to stop them. So he went behind them and he sees that they came to the destination and they parted ways and each one went on their way and nothing happened. Nothing happened. They didn't do anything out of, uh, out of, uh, of, of goodness. So Abaya said, if instead of that man it had been one whom I hate, I, he would not have been able, and he's meaning himself, he's talking about himself, I would have not been able to restrain myself from sinning. So 
have you ever heard that quote that says a, a, a thief judges by his uh, situation? El ladrón juzga por su condición. Like we judge people of with our eyes, with who we are, not with who they are. We judge people for what we are. So here came an elder and taught him, the greater the person, the greater the inclination. So the Torah says a person, if he's very lofty, his soul comes from a very high place, the, the, the Yetzer Hara is a bigger Yetzer Hara. It's going to drive him crazy all his life. It's not that a naturally pious person never has any temptation. That doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. The more spiritual and, and more high you are in spirituality, in, in, in righteousness, the temptations are going to be even bigger than that that come to a person that is not such a high person. Because the Yetzer Hara has to test us. And it's, it, Hashem made it in this way so we can have merit and we can come and, and do the right thing because we choose to do the right thing, because we are standing strong, not because we are uh, naturally good people who have no temptations. So here we see that the Torah reminds us that the evil inclination is a product of Hashem. And when God gives you the challenge of temptation, it obviously means he believes you can conquer it. So he's not going to do anything. He's not going to put you in a situation where he doesn't believe that you can uh, conquer that situation. So a person who is inclined to sin and desires sin is greater and more complete than he who does not have such a desire and who feels no pain in abstaining from sin. So the gain is according to the gain. So no pain, no gain. So a person that has temptations, that has urges, that has these desires that are not good, that go against Torah, that go against Hashem, when he abstains from them, when he's able to control them, he becomes even, he gets even to a higher place. So a person should not say, I have no desire for sin, even if it were not forbidden by the Torah, a per person should, say, should not say, I have no desire for meat and milk together, like a, 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 a cheese hamburger, it looks delicious. I have no desire to wear forbidden mixtures. I have no desire for forbidden relations. Rather, a person should say, I desire all these things, yet what can I do if my Father in Heaven has forbidden me to do them? This is a person that has control of, over himself. So the, the Rebbe once said, a man once came to his Rebbe, and he was very distraught, and he said, my son has gone completely crazy. He dances with non-Jewish women, and he is eating pork. He's crazy. What can I do? And the Rebbe said, he hasn't gone crazy at all. If he was dancing with the porks and he was eating the women, then I would say he was crazy. But in reality, people are tempted. There's nothing you can do. It's part of our makeup. And, the, and, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's something that we all carry inside of us. But the important thing is not what we feel, is what we do. So temptation, the Rambam says, is the mark of a healthy person. A person ha that has urges, that has temptations, is a he healthy person. It's not somebody that's, uh, that's uh, crazy. And as a such, it ought to be viewed not as a character flaw. It's not seen as a bad midot. It's not a bad midot, but as a good thing. It is an opportunity we're giving as people, a challenge we alone are privileged to face, 
and one that angels and stones and trees do not possess. So this is what makes us human. The, when God was giving, giving the Torah to Moshe, the angels in, in, in heaven said, don't give it to, to him, don't give it to the people. They're not, never gonna, they're never gonna appreciate it. This is a jewel, you should never take it down to the world. The, the people are gonna make, they're gonna laugh about it. They're not gonna do it, don't do it. And uh, Moshe said to the angels, you know what? This is a beautiful midrash. You have to give it to us. You're angels, you don't need it. You, you don't have temptations. You don't, you don't have the urge to do anything bad. You, you don't have parents that you have to honor. You don't have uh, uh, people that you are tempted to be jealous of. You're never gonna have these temptations. We're gonna have them, so we need the Torah. We need it, it's for us. And that's how Hashem gave it to Moshe Rabbeinu. So this is something that is human nature. It's part of us and it's part of humanity. And uh, we, have to, we have to just uh, pray to God that we are spared from many temptations. We should never ask for a challenge. Uh, we know by King David, he once prayed to God to be challenged and he failed. And so we should never, never pray for a challenge. We don't want to be put to the test and we don't want to prove anything. We want to be left alone. But if the test comes, if we, the challenge comes, we have to know, you know what, ah, this is a test, Hashem is testing me. Every time you have a temptation to do something that is not right, it's a test. And you should know that Hashem regards you in a very high place, because if not, He wouldn't give it to you. So, and that you can overcome it. So I wish you a beautiful week, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.